welcome in to the WGC Workday Live Chat presented by Jock Market for the next hour or so. Uh, I'll be going through all things WGC, whatever else you want to talk about. Um, we can do ownership. We can do bets. We can do one and done. We can do whatever you want. The only thing I ask in return uh, is to hit the like button for me. It goes a long way for me. It costs you nothing. I think it's a pretty a pretty fair trade. And you can start dropping your questions in the chat, and we'll go through as many of them as possible. Um, the only other announcement I have at the top is, is there is a jock market live chat tonight. Joe Idonia myself. Uh, 8.15 p.m. Eastern time right here on the Rick Rungood YouTube channel as well. Let's do it. Brian says, Scotty for the win. I don't know if that is Scotty Scheffler or Adam Scott. So we'll have to we'll have to figure that at, out as we go along. Jeffrey says, if you had to choose between one of Rory Bryson Finau and Finau being the least expensive, would you go with the one who was on fire or take a chance on one of the other two. I guess it depends on what your goals are, right? I mean, I'm I'm still very much a Finau believer. He's one of the hottest players on the PGA Tour. He's got three consecutive uh, runner-up finishes. Bryson is a bit more volatile, right? He and that is by design. It is it is by design for him to kind of open up his range of outcomes. Uh, he's going to create more win equity, and he's also going to create more missed cut equity. Not that that matters this week, but uh, you get the idea. And then Rory, you know, it's just, it's more of the same, right? The continued struggles with the irons and the wedges. So um, I guess it depends on what your goals are. If you want someone who's playing solid right now, it's Finau. If you want someone who has um, this kind of really wild upside, it's it's Bryson. If you want something in the middle, maybe it's Rory. So I, I guess it really depends on what your goals are. I, I don't think I can answer that question for you. Chris says, thanks for everything that you do. No problem, Chris. I seem to get five of six. Yeah, I know this feeling in every single in single entries a lot, but can't seem to hit the six out of six. How do you pick the last guy? Uh, maybe pick him first, right? Like, are you building from the top down? Are you building from the bottom up? Are you starting at the most expensive golfer and working your way down? Maybe you should pick the golfer that you need in your lineup most first. And that might be somebody who's 7,500 bucks. It might be somebody who's 10,500. I don't really know. Lucas says, I'm struggling with my one and done pick. It's a 30 person pool. Four people have Hovland. Wow. You already know this. Four people have Hovland. Three have Hatton. And I don't want to take them crazy to be the other guy on JT or can't let move to Tommy or Zalatoris. Thanks. I would probably do Zalatoris in that situation. Um, just because he's proven so much, right? I mean, and we can pull this up. Like, let's just let's just jump into this. Let's get into the tools. Everything that you see here is available at rickrungood.com. You might be able to hear Oliver barking in the background. He just got back from a walk. He's having a really great time. I don't blame him for that. He can bark if he wants. Um, here we go. Look at the set of results from Will Zalatoris and tell me this is not the most diverse set of results that you've ever seen in your life. Sixth place finish at Wingsfoot. Um, eighth at Punta Cana, fifth at Shriners. That's a birdie fest. Uh, then he goes to Bermuda, posts a top 20 there. Goes to Torrey Pines, two-course rotation, very difficult, seventh. Uh, last week at Genesis, it's just like, it doesn't matter what you throw at him. Now you get the fact that he's never played this course and neither has anybody else. Uh, I would probably go with Zal Torres there. What is your opinion on setting lineups uh, with tee times being a major factor? No, uh, not this week, right? There's only 72 golfers or 73 golfers in the field. Um, and they're all going off within a two hour stretch. So I can't imagine that, uh, there is going to be any remote tea time advantage. If there is, if there is a tea time advantage, something crazy has happened, right? I, I can't imagine that's the case. Craig says, thanks Rick for the awesome content. Thank you. 
I have heard this is a newish course. Yep. Uh, and golfers with good irons and are a strong DK target. That's very true. And it is the same kind of everywhere. But if you're looking for a couple of names for that, uh, I guess there's a couple of ways we can do this. Let's go to the course key stats tool. Cause I think this is, this is, um, a, a new aspect of this tool that I've been rolling out and I'm going to roll out to the rest of the site. Uh, but you can choose however many rounds you want, you know, how, however many, if you want to go 50 rounds, if you want to go 25 rounds, if you want to go 80 rounds, whatever. So let's just do in the last, I don't know, 40 rounds, um, and look at strokes and approach, which would, these would be the names that you'd be looking at and, and realize that not all of these are, um, measured rounds. So of the last 40 rounds, 18 of them are measured by Will Zalatoris. He has the best strokes gain approach number besides David Lipscomb, excuse me, Lipsky. It's been a long week, uh, who only has six measured rounds. Then Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa. And this is the interesting one to me. I noticed this on, um, on Monday, I guess it was Mark Leishman, who has been really bad since the restart, uh, but has been getting better. Look at this iron game. You know, uh, he is up here as a top approach player over his last 31 measured rounds. Um, that was interesting to me. Only $7,400. So that's kind of the direction I would go, Craig. Hey, Rick, thanks so much for your content. No problem. Um, what are your thoughts on Billy Horschel and Kisner? Uh, this might be too big of a park for Kisner. They can stretch this out to like 7,500 yards, I think. So um, I'm a little bit worried about that. Horschel... I, I guess, I guess in a vacuum, if, if, if distance isn't going to matter, I prefer Kisner because I think the rest of his game is better. Um, Horschel who can kind of really just get his, uh, putter going at times and, and is a bit sporadic everywhere else would, I would have a bit of a concern there. So I guess I'd prefer Kisner over Horschel, but I'm not super thrilled about either of them. John also asks about, did Mark Immelman do a betting card, uh, or one and done this week? He's been on fire. Yeah, he has. So uh, with the, with the tiger news yesterday, uh, this week got flipped upside down. So we would have normally recorded, uh, for CBS sports on Tuesday afternoon. And, uh, I mean, we were all doing live stuff. We were doing, um, other podcasts. I mean, Kyle was on national news. Kyle went on CBS nightly news. So like we were all kind of all over the place. So we pushed until, uh, this morning we recorded Wednesday morning, uh, and Mark, uh, Mark had a conflict. So it was just coach and Kyle and I, so uh, I'm sure he will have a betting card or a one and done. I don't know what it is yet. Um, I, I think Jacob will probably tweet it out. So if you follow at first cut pod on, um, on Twitter or Instagram, that's probably the best way to get Mark's picks. Uh, I would, I would assume. Hey, Rick, great work with all the content. Thank you very much. Um, hope you're well. Thank you. Uh, thoughts on Xander or Cantlay for outright bets? Both come up in my model. Yeah, I, I think they're I think they're both going to be great. Ro, uh, you also mentioned Rose, who's a Nicholas specialist. We can get to that in a second. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think you're getting much value on Xander and Cantlay. We can look at the tournament simulator. So when I ran this tournament um, a thousand times, Xander won it 8.4% of the time. He was basically the most fair priced golfer. If you were getting him at like 11 or 12 to one, um, if you were getting him longer than that, there would be value. Uh, can't lay one at 11.6% of the time, which was one of the best values that I could find. So, uh, certainly endorse both of those golfers. Why isn't anyone talking about Cantlay this week? What am I missing? Uh, we just did. Although I do think this is kind of interesting because this kind of comes up somewhat often where, you know, I'll get a message and it'll be like, um, why, like, oh, you didn't talk about DJ. It's like, I mean, there's, there's usually 140 guys in a field. 
can't talk about all of them. There's nothing surprising about DJ. DJ's very good at golf. He's going to be very good at golf every single week. Uh, we really only talk a lot about guys that are either in slumps or maybe are rounding the corner or are really hot. If you're just Patrick Cantlay and you're always very good, there's not that much to talk about. So that's that's why he doesn't get talked about, but it does not necessarily mean that he's a bad play by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, by the way, before I forget, look at this. See this polo? This polo is now back in the Run Good store. RunGoodStore.com. I know uh, there was a bunch of orders this morning. These were a hot commodity, and now they're back. I like this because uh, here, here's the best part about this. The second button, the second button location, that's, what, that's what's key about polos. Not too high. Doesn't get you all bubble Watson, although I do do this for uh, like when I have to put a mic in here. It's a little bit easier if I go like this. So I don't mind that look, but it's also not the deep V. So good, good second button location. Rungoodstore.com. Go get one. Hey, Rick, are there any players with home field advantages? McNeely and Homa played well at their home course the last two weeks. Um, I guess you'd be looking at the Florida guys. There's a lot of Florida guys. You know, there's Berger and Brooks, and uh, I guess Ricky's an alternate in this field, so he's not in. But uh, yeah, that's, I, I guess there's something to it. It's, I don't know if it's necessarily home courses because I don't think this is anybody's home course, but um, home region, right? Used to the, uh, the Bermuda grass and all that stuff, the temperature and all that stuff. Um, Okay. Chris, thank you very much. So Chris comes through with the super chat here. So thank you, Chris. Love the polo. Yeah. Uh, it's very comfortable too. Thank you. Appreciate the super chat, Chris. Much appreciated. Thoughts go out to Tiger. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, um, you know, we were trying not to speculate a lot yesterday as news was changing and trying to figure everything out. It's obviously a terrible situation. Uh, obviously, we we detach from tiger as a golfer and look at tiger as a, a person right i mean terrible accident uh it's gonna be a long road to recovery for him just to get back to upright and standing so uh certainly thoughts go out to tiger bryson or Cantlay is the rest of this question which again they're so close uh, i think Cantlay's a great outright value i think bryson's ranges of outcomes are 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 bigger bryson could win by six or finish 68th i think Cantlay's probably a much more Solid option. So I guess it depends on what you're looking for. Um, Trevor says, thanks for the fee now call. I cashed out before the second playoff hole. Good for you, Trevor. I wish I could have cashed out. That would have been uh that would have been really nice. But yeah, it, you know, it, it was the right idea, the right path for for Finau to get there. He almost gets there to see Max win is is kind of awesome. PJ National doesn't come up as a Nicholas design, it's a Fazio design. That is correct. Why does everyone call it a Nicholas course? Um he well, Nicholas did the redesign, I believe, and I actually think he's done multiple redesigns. So I, I, I assume that is why you are seeing this be called a Nicholas course. Um, I don't know if there's a certain percentage of the holes you have to redesign to, to kind of get your name on it. Uh, but but while we're talking about it, we can go over to the Holy Grail and we can um, we can look up Nicholas designs if you want. Let's do that. So here we go. So strokes gained by tournament. We can go by architect, and we can go to Jack. And this is the last six years, and we can sort by strokes key total, and we can see that the best players who are in this field are, oh, Mr. Patrick Cantlay. 24 rounds at Jack Nicholas Design Courses. He's averaging two and a half strokes per round, by far the best in this field. Adam Scott is second. He has 12 rounds. Andy Sullivan is third. He only has four rounds. John Rahm is fourth. He has 14 rounds. Tony Finau, fifth. He has 26 rounds. So if you buy into the, the architect narr 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 narration, 
narrative. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, coffee is not enough this week. Um, that, that would be for you. Palmer is a dark horse. I don't think he's going to be a dark horse, dark horse, but I like him a lot. Yes, he is. Uh, historically, over the last year, he's been one of the best value golfers on the PGA Tour in any contest. He's, I think he's like 7200 bucks this week. Um, he can contend in all types of events. I, I do not believe you're going to get a good ownership number on him, but I believe that he is a dark horse. Yes. Favorite Euro guys in the 7 or 6K range. Let's pull up the cheat sheet. Let's go look. So... Real quick while I'm finishing that thought on Palmer. Yeah, I have Ryan Palmer projected at 14.5% ownership. So I do not believe he is a dark horse. I believe he is a cheaper option. Favorite Euro guys in the 7 and 6K. Uh, Christian Bezadenhut is is incredibly interesting to me. I won a couple of times back-to-back on the European Tour at the end of last season. We're really trying to get him into a a North American schedule, right? He's going to play these big events. I thought he was going to play more on the PGA Tour. I might have miscalculated that, but I do really like Bezadenhut. Outside of that, uh, Robert McIntyre, where is he? Am I missing him? Where is McIntyre? Oh my gosh, he's right here. A seventy four hundred bucks. Um, it doesn't show it on here because I've got to add the Euro results. But he's played well in Europe recently. Uh, he's only seventy four hundred dollars. He's 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 been finishing. I think he's got a couple of top tens in his last four starts or so. That would be the other guy that I'd be pretty interested in in terms of in terms of Euro. Um, real quick, the sponsor of this show and 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 great partner is is Jock Market. And if you have not played jock market yet you're leaving money on the table i i saw someone did the calculation for like average roi or something like that and essentially what's happening is uh, the way the pricing is jock market is running at like a 20 percent loss like if that makes sense right like where where most sites will rake 15 or 20% of your contest, like that video I put out on Saturday, uh, talking about contest selection. It's the opposite on jock market. Like it's, it's, it's designed to help you win at a stock market DFS. You can invest in golfers, um, right now until the, until IPO closes tonight at 9 PM Eastern time. That's why there's a power hour starting at eight 15. And then also, uh, you can buy and sell during the tournament and it's growing. It's getting, it seems to be getting more liquid each and every week, but it's a really fun way to play fantasy uh, and have a chance, right? I mean, there, there are sometimes if you put a bad lineup in, you're done. If you buy a stock of a golfer and he plays poorly, you don't necessarily lose all your money. So it's it's just a different way to think about it. Joe Idonia and myself going to cover this in a big way uh, tonight at 8.15 p.m. Eastern time on the Rick Run Good YouTube channel. Absolutely love Jock Market. Evan, Welcome. Good to see you. Who do you think is the lower owned in large scale one duns Cantlay or Morikawa? I think it has to be Morikawa, right? Um, just because of how bad the putter was last week, you lost like seven and a half strokes putting. You lost six in the final round. Um, the he was kind of a a little bit of a laughing stock using that that saw grip and then putting so poorly. Uh, so I, I believe it has has to be Morikawa. Will be will be lower owned. Hovland led Genesis in scrambling, but lost strokes around the green. Can you explain the discrepancy in which stat we should lean on when assessing short game this week? Yeah. So, you know, this is actually a really good video that I should do, which is probably needs to be called like strokes gained 
explained or something like that. And um, the difference is you have to understand what these what the stats are. So scrambling is just the percentage of time that you get up and down. So if you are getting and and that is for par, right? Uh, strokes gained around the green that doesn't necessarily have to be your second or your third shot, right? I mean, I guess it, most of the time it's going to be, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. But the the idea of the way that he could lose strokes, uh, he could be a good scrambler and lose strokes around the green is that he could be a great putter, right? That That's the, that's the difference there. And I think he gained a stroke putting. So you're essentially saying he's hitting worse chip shots than average, and he is hitting better putts than average. So I'm looking at it right now. He lost... 0.6 strokes around the green and he gained one putting. So that's exactly what's happening. And he's doing it in a way where it evens itself out and he becomes a good scrambler, right? Like that's, that's kind of the idea here. So, um, what's that? Should you be looking on when assessing short game? Uh, there is a stat that I kind of use that is widely accepted in our, in our, it's not an official stat, but it's kind of widely accepted in our world, uh, our fantasy world, which is, um, strokes gain short game. It's it's right here on the holy grail. It is it is around the green plus putting. Um, that would be the best one that I think you could use. Oh boy, here's always the question that bites me. If you had to fade a guy above 10k, who would it be? So my options are Dustin Johnson, John Rom, Xander, JT, Rory, Cantlay. I think the answer has to be Justin Thomas. Um, he is. Not only lost a bunch of strokes putting last week, which I can forgive. He lost strokes in every category. Um, that alone would make would make me worry some about him. I also, and I hate to play the narrative game, and I, I always want to play the data game, but um, it's been a tough run for for JT, who is a very emotional player. He um, loses a sponsor because he gets caught on a hot mic in Sony, I think that was, and goes to the Middle East and doesn't play well there. He loses his grandfather, didn't play well after he found out the news there. Um, we've got the Tiger news this week. He has He's not playing well. I, I just, even if it was data alone, I'd be concerned about Justin Thomas. Why does everyone keep leaning towards an iron and wedge player on a long course? Couldn't a bomber like Bryson come out and take it down much like he did at the PGA or the US Open, whatever it was. It was the US Open. And yes, uh, he could. I think the idea is iron and wedge play for the most part um, is the most important stat at any course. So anytime we don't know a lot about a course, you're going to have people lean on that pretty heavily, um, which I guess it makes sense. I mean, the difference between being an average player off the tee and uh, gaining a stroke per round off the tee, or I guess that's probably a lot, gaining a half a stroke around off the tee um, is not as big as gaining a stroke per round on approach, which is like certainly possible. So the, the differences are just a bit more exaggerated uh, with most of these guys. Any advice for guys at the bottom of their one and done league panic or stay the course? Well, how much time do you have left? You know, is there, is there 30 events left? Is there 20 events left? Is there 10 events left? Uh, you should probably be trying to make up ground in some way. Now, the good news is you don't necessarily have to go crazy. Um, you know, look at the top five favorites in the field and pick the guy that you think is going to be the least owned and try to make up ground. You don't have to be a 1% guy, but be a 10% guy five weeks in a row. Finau and Griffin or Neiman and Leishman? Uh, without knowing your risk tolerance, Finau and Griffin. 
have heard a difference, uh, have heard different thoughts on how big a deal ownership percentage play affects in WGCs. Do you wait the same more or less? Would you rather pivot to lower own punts or leave money on the table? Um, maybe I don't understand this question. Why, why would ownership be different in WGCs? Just because there's not going to be a cut. Um, I'm not sure I understand this question. I'm not, I may, or maybe my answer is I'm not doing much different. <laughs> maybe that's my answer, but I, I almost always leave money on the table. Lonto is back under seven K. That's right. He is. Uh, and if you, and if you look at it, you know, there is, there's a, there's a flow chart for this. So we don't even have to question it. Lonto's a Lonto's a play this week. He's under seven K. Uh, but look at some of the events that he has played and, oh, and I'll actually do this while I'm here. So why don't we do this? This will be fun. This will be fun. All right. So let's do this. So here's Lonto first and foremost. So you look at some of his events. He's coming off two great finishes, 26th at Riviera, 7th at Farmers. These two events right here, CJ Cup and Zozo Championship, uh, that is going to be the closest thing we get to a WGC, a stacked invitational field where there is no cut and you are guaranteed four rounds. He finishes 7th and 11th. Uh, love Lonto. Here's the other thing. I got this question all week long, all the time. Rick, is there a way that you can look up no cut events? There's a way that you can. Yeah. So, so watch this. So if you go to the Holy Grail, and you want to punch in, uh, like if you hold control, you can choose as many of these events as you want. So I could just go through and click whatever the no cut events are. So let me see if I'm going to miss any of these. Uh, so CIMB Classic, that's one. That's now that's that was renamed. Uh, I'm going to try to do these off the top of my head here. Hero World Challenge, which I actually don't even think there's any strokes gain data for. There's not strokes gain data for either of these, so I guess it doesn't matter why I'm, why I'm cl- clicking it. Hyundai Tournament of Champions, that's one. Trying to make sure I don't miss any of these. Tournament of Champions, we'll get both of these. We'll do CJ Cup. We will do Tour Championship. And then, of course, we'll do the WGCs. I've got to rename all of these, but here they all are. And Zozo. So when you look at that, and you look at players in this field... Uh, and you look at how many rounds they've played. Uh, there's a reason why Justin Thomas is considered a no-cut king. 84 rounds. He's averaging 1.8 strokes gained per round. It's the best of anybody in this field, in these events that I chose in the last six years. Roy McElroy, second. Dustin Johnson, third. Xander, fourth. There's a reason these narratives exist around why Xander and JT are these no-cut kings. So, um, hands on there. Terrell hands on there. Uh, so, yeah, interesting. Oh, look, Sebastian Munoz. He's there too. So, uh, you know, this is, this is the way that I do it. I like it. I hope you do too. Big (laughs) best part of Wednesdays eating guac and watching Rick's live chat. Do you biggie balls? Do you eat guac every Wednesday? I'm very jealous of you, my friend. Uh, I wish I ate guac that often. Thoughts on using Hatton so early in a one and done without recent play in the States loaded field. I don't care if he's played in the States or on the moon. He's played, right? I mean, he's played on the European tour and he's played great. Um, you're probably only going to get him in a lot of loaded fields. There, there might be, might get him at the RSM classic. By the time you get there, your, your one and done is probably over. I don't think there's a lot of great places to use Hatton that are not going to be stacked fields. So I'm obviously very much uh, happy with it. Uh, one and done Simpson Hatton or Reed. I'm, I'm on the record saying I, I'm, I've already, I've already put Hatton in everywhere. Basically smash the like button. Yeah. Thank you. Do it. 
McIntyre seems like he's flying under the radar. Super B going. Yeah. So I, I just mentioned him earlier, but while I'm here, I want to talk about like, I have him sub 1%. I think he's going to get higher than that. Cause we're talking about it right now, but um, he's, he's going to be under five. So I, I do think, do I do think McIntyre is pretty interesting. Um, we can do the ownership game so we can answer a lot of these questions at once here. So um, I have out of the 10 K range, Dustin Johnson being uh, pretty significantly the, the highest projected uh, player. He's, I have met around 23%. Uh, then the next natural landing spot is Victor Hovland at 21%. Joaquin Neiman, Will Zaltors at the bottom of the eights. They're garnering about 20%. Sergio is actually catching about 20, which I think is kind of interesting. And then going down, you got value of, of Palmer, Bezayden Hoot, Answers, Catching Steam, Lanto, of course. And then I was surprised to see uh, Brendan Todd and Aaron Ray. Uh, I don't know why that is, but that's where it seems people are going. So that makes Hatton your pivot up in the $9,000 range. It makes Hideki your pivot in the $8,000 range. It makes Matthew Wolf, if you're interested in that, your pivot in the $7,000 range. Um, so yeah, hope that helps. I've answered a lot of these, which is good. Um I'm getting through all the questions, all the answers that were like, oh, yes, you're back. You're back. <clears throat> Willie Z or Neiman? Um, love both of these guys. Neiman is is a bit more volatile. I, I, I'm a huge Zalatoris believer. I kind of described it earlier. What he's doing in so few st- – I mean, if you look at this, since he – let's just do this. Let's just, let's just do it full on. Let's just do it full on. We'll clear this out. Um, we're going to do since what was since the U S open. So I want not since nine, basically nine nineteen, twenty twenty. 2020. So basically since Zalatoris makes his debut, that's kind of what I want to see here. Um, he is the one, two, three, four, fifth best iron player on tour. And he has more measured rounds than anybody have had ahead of him. Uh, so that right there is super scary, Nicholas, like that's so good. And I understand it's a small sample size and if he keeps it going, like it's going to be nuts. Um, and the other thing is he, he's doing it on every single type of golf course. So, so I I'm just super high on Zalatoris. What odds did you get the Hovland Hatton matchup at? Uh, I'd have to go back and look. I think it was on, I think it was on DraftKings. I'd have to go back and look. I'm not sure. Curious on your thoughts on Rose. Yes, we actually played uh, relatively better at, uh, I think it was Saudi Arabia, right? Did he finish second in Saudi? It was def- it was almost certainly a top five. Played better there. He does tend to play better in Florida on Jack Nicholas Designs. If you buy that, Bermuda's probably one of his better surfaces. So I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm warm. I'm not hot. Um, I hit up Rick with a question about his site this morning. He responded in less than two minutes. <laughs> I, I, I try to do my best Mondays. I will definitely not get back to you very quickly, uh, but I will try to, uh, I will always try to get back to you as, as, as soon as I can. And DM is usually a bad way to get a hold of me. So I get a lot of DMS. If it's something important, email me. Uh, that's usually better. Thoughts and thoughts on the stars and scrubs versus a balance build. I'm fine with uh, a, I don't think I have, a, I don't think I have a, a, a difference this week. I think, I think the last couple weeks it's been very stars and scrubsy for me. I'll probably go back to something like that, but I, I don't think there's as much of a, of a case to be made for that this week. Who is the state for lowest ownership? 
uh, $9,800 above. I don't know what state means, but I'll show you. $9,800 or above. I've got Cantlay and Rory at 11 and 12%. That's the lowest. And then DJ at 12 at a uh, 22%. That is the highest. Love the shows. Glad to see the Sunday show. Thank you, Matthew. Yeah. So um, if you haven't paid attention, so I'm, I'm going to try to do a couple more videos. So there is the Sunday like tournament preview for the following week where we could talk about the course, the field, the history, maybe some key stats, not ne- not even necessarily betting or fantasy centric, just like a first look. And then Saturday, the day before is, is something we I've, I've dubbed uh strategy Saturday, which I'm trying to do like more evergreen, larger topics. Last week's was contest selection. Um, I, I've got a lot of questions about bankroll management, things like that. So if there are, if there are topics golf related or just DFS related, email me, tweet me, leave them in the comments. I'll, I'll make sure to, um, to do my best. Speaking of which, I just answered this question. Uh, new to new to DraftKings and wondering what contest you would recommend entering. Go watch the video I posted on Saturday. It's called choose. I think it's called choosing the right contest. It is uh, the best ex- explanation I can give. Brant says, "Sup guys, sup Brant. Brant, excuse me. Hovland is my favorite play. Ball striking is nuts. Other fantasy experts, I put that in quotes because Michael did, says he's a pass because of price ownership thoughts. Uh." I love Victor Hovland. And if you guys pay attention, I, I'm not making uh owner, I'm not making lineup decisions based on the ownership of one single golfer. If I really need Hovland, I will just figure out a way to, to be contrarian in other places. Um he is what he's done where he won at Mayakoba and he very could have easily just started like phoning it in, not at all. Right, the kid, absolute stud. He went over to Dubai, uh, played well there. He played well at Riviera. He's just playing well everywhere. So, so I'm not letting one player's ownership dictate that to me. How much weight are you putting into good performances for the Euro guys in very strong fields they play out there, such as Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Saudi Arabia? Yeah, a lot, a lot. I mean, they they make up. You know, the bottom 20 guys in this field, call it that, are, uh, you know, primarily residing on the European tour. And at least the stretch of golf that we've had recently, where, you know, they went what? They went race to Dubai. They went Abu Dhabi. They went, there was one more in Dubai, I think. And then they went to Saudi Arabia. And those are larger fields. Like DJ went over there. Bryson went over there. What? Rory and JT went over there, right? So, um, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, better fields than people want to give them credit for. And if they play well, uh, it still counts as recent form. I'm giving a lot of weight to it. Kevin Erickson. So first of all, Kevin has been looking for polos uh, for months, Kevin, I assume. I'm glad, glad we could finally get it back to you. It's my wife. She figured it out. There was a, a setting that needed to be fixed. She is the best. She figured it out. Glad you could figure it out. Uh, much appreciation for you and the super chat here. Um, as far as the Puerto Rico open goes, which is, which is what this question is in regards to, um, I, I have two guys that stand out to me. So one is Emiliano Grillo, who is one of the favorites. He's 16 to one. That's kind of the chalk idea, but he plays well at, um, these, these oceanside courses, He's a very good ball striker. When that wind kicks up, that heavy ball really helps. Also, Paspalum Greens, they are, um, how do I, how can I describe this? A, like a larger blade of grass that actually doesn't tend to 
exasperate bad putting as much. Uh, so I think he's a good, a good option. And then Kramer Hickok, Kevin would be the other guy, uh, who he, he had a good stretch of golf on the PGA tour. He's a great driver of the ball. Now he gets to go to a much weaker field. I think he's pretty interesting. There is no cut this week. 73 golfers. There is no cut. Puerto Rico open just mentioned Hickok and, uh, Grio. What do you think about big hitting Chan? I think you should play FanDuel. Your tools nailed the Golden Eagle for me at the Masters. Yeah, I just I cannot get um I can't I can't like I can't get I don't like the I don't like the interface. I can't get used to it. I don't like the app. I don't like the way it looks. I can't do any of that. So I, I don't usually play. Uh I don't know who big hitting Chan is. Champ? Or is there someone named Chan in this field? I didn't think there was. So I don't know what this question is, Anthony, but thank you for the support. Thoughts on Decky? Yeah, so let's pull him up because this is a um, this is a concern, and this was a concern, and it was a similar concern about Ricky Fowler. It was a similar concern about um, Gary Woodland, and it's and it's a, and it's a similar concern about Matthew Wolf right now, which is basically when you lose your best part of the game. It's terrifying. And 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 for however many years, Hideki's been one of the best ball strikers on the planet. And now he has lost um, ball striking and approach in three of his last five starts. So three out of five. So go back and find, and, and lost kind of big, right? Like over a stroke. So go back and find the last three times that he has lost over a stroke on approach. Well, he did it at the Memorial. He did it at the Northern Trust, and then he did it at the at the WGC uh, St. Jude. That was 2019. So, so he's done it in three of his last five, and before that, he did it like three of his last 30. So that is uh, very much a concern for me when you when you can't rely on on the best aspect of your game. What do you think the most important major stat this week is going to be, and why? If I only pick one, <clears throat> um, ball striking strokes game ball striking. I also do think that there is going to be a pretty good emphasis on strokes gain around the green, believe it or not. I think you're going to get so kind of in a different way where Tory Tory Pines you get um you get really awkward lives with Kakuya grass and stuff like that. From what I understand here at the concession, you basically get uh elevated greens with a lot of runoff and you're going to be down in these like probably closely mown awkward areas pitching back up to these greens, it's awkward. It's tough. I I do. I think strokes getting around the green is going to be more important than I think most people would want to believe it is. Hey, Rick, big fan. Thank you. What are your top three golfers in the 7K range? Well, let's go look. Let's go look. 7K. Um, Palmer, who we already talked about. Harris English. Uh, I'm very ready to forgive Harris English, who has already won a no-cut event this year uh, with a fairly stacked field at the top of it. That was only like 42 golfers. This one's 73. Uh, He misses two cuts in a row, hasn't played in two weeks. I forgive the guy, right? He goes seven and a half years without a victory. He wants to to have a little fun, play a little poor golf. I'm all good with it. So I would pick probably Harris English, Ryan Palmer, and then I would probably go with... I, I, I think Jason Day is a very high risk, high reward play. We saw what he did at Pebble beach, which is great. If I believe the short game is going to be important, which I do, I think day is, is certainly a viable option. 
Rick, you always have great content. Thank you. What do you think of Rom and Hovland as the favorites to win outright? So I showed this a little bit earlier, but I'll show it to you again. So I have the, the tournament simulator here. Um, so I, I have my best, the best values are Cantlay and Thomas. However, this doesn't take anything into account of, of Justin Thomas's personal life or anything like that. Um, I have Xander as being very, very fairly priced. Oh, sorry. You asked about Hovland. My bad. I have Hovland as just a small, uh, small, small bit undervalued. Let me get this out of the way. I have Hovland winning this 3.9% of the time. Vegas has him winning it about 4.3. So if you can get Hovland at like 26 to one or deeper, I would like it. I don't know if that number exists anywhere. And the other one was who Rom. I have Rom winning at 7.7% of the time. Um, unfortunately, you're gonna have to get him at like 14. I don't think that number exists either. So they win it a lot. Unfortunately, I don't think they're great value. Yeah. So this is a question. Why did uh, Hideki come up so so well in your original model? Um, because the model is like over two full seasons. And I think I weighed a lot of around the green, which Hideki's a pretty good uh, around the green player, but not a very good putter, right? So that's why I think he he came up uh, on my, on my opto, which is why I don't blindly follow anything, right? Not a, not a stat, not a, uh, one, one result, not anything like that. Just take it all into consideration. <laughs> yeah, you can, um, you can limit your exposure on Wade Ormsby. So his question is who the heck is Wade Ormsby? He comes up in the optimizer pretty much no matter what I change. Yeah. Just limit your, just change him to like 5% or whatever. Um, the reason he pops up, he won. I'm pretty sure. So there was a stretch. Remember, there was the Australian wildfires, and then like five Australians won all over the world. It was like Lucas Herbert, it was um, Leishman, it was Cam Smith, it was Adam Scott, and then I think it was Wade Ormsby. I'm pretty sure he's Australian. I'm pretty sure he won, and I'm pretty sure it's a small sample size, which is why he's coming up in the optimizer quite a bit. Um. I'm going with Hatton basically everywhere. What are you thinking for the one and done? I'm going with Hatton. <laughs> that is correct. So Jeff is very aware. The second button location was the first ever conversation in Seinfeld. That is right. Jerry and George are at uh, the diner, which is looks completely different because it's the pilot episode. And um, they have that waitress there. And Jeff, I'm sure you know this. The waitress, she was supposed to be a, a, a large recurring character who they when they go to the when they go to what ends up being monks um she was going to be there and she had this great rapport with george and jerry and she's playing along and all this stuff uh i guess her agent couldn't figure it out she demanded too much i don't know what they wanted but uh they they cut her they cut her and that what what could have been so yes very very good if there's any other seinfeld trivia i would love to hear it fun fact my wife and i uh we went on a date very early and we went to a Seinfeld trivia night and I was, I was very impressive. I think that's, I think that's why she likes me. What did you see in the Brooks web matchup? That's the second matchup question that I'm not understanding. Did I, did I, maybe I pointed that out somewhere. Oh, oh, this is from, from first cut. I assume. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, this just doesn't feel like a, a web spot. Right. And, and Brooks, who is a Florida guy, big time field. I think that this is going to be, I think this course is tougher than usual. It's a big park. I, I, I like that. What's my favorite snack. Ooh, now we're at, now we're getting into the good stuff here. So I don't really like snacking. I will eat my, so my wife buys those, uh, 
I think they're called clementines, right? They're like mini oranges. Those are pretty good. Uh, I eat cliff bars a lot, which I probably shouldn't, but like if I'm like on the run or whatever, I'll just do that. Um, but that's about all the snacking I do. What's your favorite snack? Let me know. How was Rom's putting last week? Okay, we can look at that. Let's do Rom's putting. John Rom. Um, here we go. I got to unclick him. Here we go. So he was about average. He was just a hair under average. He lost 0.2 strokes putting, uh, which is basically, I mean, he's hovered around that zero to one mark for five straight weeks. That's kind of where he's at. Um, yeah, that's about it. Is there a fade that I have in mind now that I've seen ownership? Good question. So let's go look at ownership here. I didn't really understand why. I, I mean, I get why Neiman is so popular. Unless people are just going to play Neiman and Zalatoris. Like, if you made me pick, I want Zalatoris. But maybe people are just playing both, which is why they get here. I'm not really sure I understand the Sergio stuff at, at, at 19%. Uh, any higher than that, this all looks pretty fair. I'm trying to see if there's anything that, like, I 23% DJ, of course, 21% Hovland fine. I'm okay with that. The rest of it looks pretty fair. Pork rinds. I've never had pork rinds. That doesn't sound great. Um, I've answered a lot of these, so I'm going to roll through. Hit that like button. Much appreciated. Thank you very much. How do I feel about fading all the 10Ks? I don't feel great about it, Michael. So there was a stat. So this is via... So Jason Sobel, Jason Sobel started this. Will Haskett kind of finished it where they looked at the last 14 WGCs and um, just the stroke play ones. A top 10 player in the world won 10 of the last 14. So I know there's six guys in the 10K range and they're all top 10 players in the world, right? Looking at this. Yeah, they look like all top 10 players in the world. Um, so you'd be fading all of those guys, which would be a bit concerning. Hey, Rick, is there a possible way on your site to see how a golfer does in a certain swing, such as a Florida swing? I guess I could work that in there, but I mean, you could always just choose these events yourself. So that's kind of the, the dirty little secret is you can just pick whatever you want. Um, but I guess I could, I could kind of make things that were like, oh, this is the Florida swing or this is the California swing. So let's think about this. So I need Honda, right? So let's do Honda. Actually, I think it's the Honda classic. So we'll do Honda. We will do... Uh, Arnold Palmer Invitational. We will do uh, the players. And that's usually it, right? Or I guess Valspar. But Valspar kind of got screwed on the location before. Uh, so let's do that. And make sure I've got everything else cleared out here. Unfortunately, uh, why is this not showing up here? Let me clear all these. Let's try this again. Honda. Arnold Palmer. Uh, what was the other one? Valspar and players. This would kind of be like your Florida swing, right? So in that time range, time frame, uh, Bazaden, who's been number one, but he only has five rounds. Look at this. Sungjae, 23 rounds. 
He's averaging over two strokes per round. Scotty Scheffler only has five, but he's up there. Can't lay Rory Fleetwood Bryson. So yeah, so I, I could Frank, uh, maybe I can figure out a designation for that, but you can always just choose the, the type of, uh, events that you want. Yeah. So the Bryson stuff. So Bryson wins the 2015 NCAA here, which I've also said a lot this week, but I kind of, agree, I think I agree with where you're going here. Joe is like, does it matter? He's a completely different golfer since then. Right. I mean, we, we heard him say quotes even in the last year, like I have to learn how to replay golf tournaments because I hit it so far or re replay golf courses because I hit it so far. Um, yeah, I, I'm not, I don't think that's a big deal. <laughs> Joe, biggie balls, bring the guac tonight for the power hour. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Um, I've answered a lot of these. So I'd be like, does JT have extra motivation with the tiger incident? I'm certainly not going to try to speculate inside of anybody's head, let alone, uh, Justin Thomas's head. Um, so I, I don't know. Best combined finish. Is this via, I always love when there are, I've learned in the last year, there are so many formats that you guys play pools with your friends. I get, I get the most random things that are like, I have to pick six golfers who are left-handed, but swing right-handed and they're married. And like, it's just like the stuff you guys come up with is amazing. So I don't know what best combined combined finish means. Is that DraftKings points? Is it average finish? I mean, it's three versus two. So I don't know what metric we're using here. Rom Griffin and Munoz or Cantlay and Finau. I, I don't even, I don't even know the metric, but I, I think it's fun that you guys come up with all the craziest stuff I've ever seen in my entire life. Is it me or has Matsuyama been bad lately? He's been bad lately. Who do you like between Ha? Oh my God. Oh my God. Nick, you just picked like my three favorite players this week. Who do you like between Hovland, Hatton, and Willie Z? I'm on the record. I'm playing Hatton. I love Hovland. I've bet them both. Okay. So I didn't make many bets this week. I bet both of them at 20 to 1. And I'm a Willie Z believer. So you, you literally named my three favorite players. I'm okay with rolling out Hatton this week. I would. Uh, then probably go Will Z just because of uh, these so many unknowns of this. But I mean, like, H Hovland, you can use anywhere. You can use him anywhere. Uh, my player pool doesn't generally change for no cut events. Um, so I play a very tight core. I play a lot of single entry stuff. I play like the 20 max and I cascade my core. You can check that out on, on youtube.com slash Rick Rungood. It's on one of the strategy playlists. Um, so yeah, that's... It doesn't change. It doesn't change. Where does Rick run good come from? So this is just, um, this is just like, I run good, right? This kind of came from college where things tend to go my way. Things tend to break right for me. Everybody says, well, Rick, you run good as opposed to running bad, right? Where things go sour for you. Uh, so it ended up being Rick run good and it, it sticks. There's guac in the fridge that needs to be eaten. That's my wife. Apparently there is guac in the fridge that needs to be eaten. So maybe, maybe Joe, I'll bring and biggie balls. Maybe I'll bring the guac for tonight. Bring back the run good tour as much as I would love this. Um, listen, so so during quarantine, uh, we did the run good tour, which is a video game tour that started on the golf club 2019. Then it went to the PGA PGA tour 2K21. I loved it. It is just, if there was a better way to set it up, I would. Um, it's just like, you have to put every single, you have to put in every single uh, event by hand. You have to get the results by hand. The bigger it grows, the more work it is. It's just like, if there was an easy, if there was like a data API, like, like I can get for other sports or whatever, like I'd be all in Rulio. And I appreciate your support as always. 
What is the highest projected ownership you would want in your lineups? Um, I like to do like 80%, 80%, maybe leave a hundred or 200 bucks on the table. Um, get down into the seventies and sixties. You're very, very likely to be unique. So that's kind of what, what I would do. I've answered a lot of these. Do you think English becomes too chalky? I, I don't. So this is weird. We live in a bubble, Drew. So, so even if you hear a lot about Harris English this week, we make up and like, you know, if you heard it on five different shows, we make up probably a very small percentage of people who are going to be playing this week. So people are going to click his name. They're going to look at it and say, wow, two missed cuts. I'm out. I don't even really know who Harris English is. He's not a big name. He's not sexy, nothing like that. So I, I would not, um, if you made me bet, I would say his ownership is going to come in lower than we think it is just because I don't, I don't think he's going to be that popular. Uh, Nick says, what's your handicap? Give the people a little insight on the state of your game right now. Haven't played a whole lot. Uh, since, since we moved to Vegas, I got to get out there. Um, I'm currently in eight. I hit my, my irons are my, are the best aspect of my game. My short game, my, my around the green game is terrible. My putting is okay. And I've started to hit the driver a little bit better. Uh, but I dress cool, or at least I think I'm sure most people don't think it's cool. Munoz or Hughes? I love both of these guys. I, I do believe short games can be pretty important. Hughes played well on Sunday. I'd probably go with Hughes here. Um, this is kind of the same stars and scrubs approach. I went with the stars and scrubs approach instead of balance this week, but I but I did not feel like it was like the last couple of weeks. I thought that was necessary. I thought that was the right play. I think it ended up being the right play, but I I personally went stars and scrubs, but I do not think it is a re- necessarily a reason. Can you give a reason to play Cam? Which one? Champ or Smith? Smith's been great. Smith has a great short game. He just finds a way to put it in the bottom of the cup. The reason for Cam Champ would be you're a glutton for punishment and you like guys who can hit it far and you think that he can pick off a bunch of this 7,500 yards off this course with his driver. That would be the case. Yeah, Louis Ustazen, uh completely agree. Gets forgotten about often because he doesn't play a lot. When he plays, he plays well. How low... Would you go and cash this week and feel good about it? I don't play cash. I don't think you want my opinion in that. But in theory, as low as I would go would be... So Lonto's 67. I'm fine with that. Hughes is 64. I'm fine with that. Oh, maybe maybe that question earlier was about Chan Kim. I don't know anything about Chan Kim. I would go down to Mackenzie Hughes. But I don't think you want my... um, I don't think you want my cash game opinion. Weisberger, or properly pronounced, Burned Weisberger, um, yeah, plays well. I mean, he won, uh, I guess it was two years ago at this point, but he won like three times on the European Tour in the same year or something like that. Um, is that right? Am I making that up? He won multiple times, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, I I like him. I don't think he has been as as good recently. Um, I would I would prefer a lot of other golfers over him at this point, but I he always catches my attention. Rank these three golfers per my my preference, my personal preference. Um, I would rank them Sungjae, Morikawa, because I'm a sucker, and Webb. I would rank them in the order that you have them. I don't think this is a good Webb spot. Morikawa lost seven and a half strokes putting last week. He still gained seven and a half strokes on approach. I'm fine with that. Um, Sungjae's number one. In general, uh, who are some of the best showdown players? Do I have this available somewhere? So, oh, man. Um... So you could look at ceiling stats on the projections here because, you know, there's different ways to get to 
fantasy points. You know, some guys have a higher floor, lower ceiling, higher ceiling, lower, lower floor. Um, I would have to build this. So, so what I kind of do for, for this is look at, at, um, standard deviations, right? So, so someone like a Sam Burns, who I don't know what his average strokes gain per round is, but it, he has, he has a huge range of outcomes, right? He can gain five and a half strokes in a single round. He can lose five and a half strokes in a single round. Ideally, that's kind of the player that you want. So uh, at some point, maybe I can figure out a way somewhere to put, um, like single round strokes gain standard deviations, because I think that would be, it's not perfect. Don't get me wrong. It's not perfect, but it is, or here's what else I could do. Maybe I could do this. I could, I could put on the player profile page, like how often they gain one or more strokes per round, two or more strokes, three or more strokes, and then go the opposite way. And maybe we could look at it that way. That might be a little bit better because standard deviation isn't great. Um, let me get back to that on dub. I'll have to figure that out. Let me make a note. Showdown standard deviation. Showdown. This is why I keep a notebook here. Okay. Uh, that's right, Mike. Matt, Jerry, and George have a button conversation in the finale. Wraps up the whole show. Love it. Mm. I was doing well in the Mayo Cup um, until last week. I had Rory McIlroy, so I missed the cut. But I'm now in. So in the big one. So I'm in. I'm in both of them. So I'm in the one that has like 3,300 people, and then I'm in the $1,000 buy-in, which only has 33 people. So I'm. I think I'm eighth out of 33 in in the big boy, and then in the one with a bunch of people, I'm like just outside the money. So I don't know what that is. 300, 250, 300 or something like that. So, um, I I'm off to a good start. I, I lost, I lost ground last week. I will go against anyone with Seinfeld trivia says Ian. Okay. Ian, let's, let's throw down the gauntlet. Let's find a time and a place and a way to figure this out. Uh, I'll have to brush up a little bit, a little bit rusty. You know, we could do office trivia. I would feel very good about that as well, but we can do Seinfeld trivia. Let me know. In 10 years, who do you think the best player in the world is going to be? Sid. The the correct answer to this question is we probably don't know who it is yet. Right? 10 years ago, I guess Rory's a bad example, but like even Justin Thomas, 10 years ago, no one knew who Justin Thomas was. Right? No one knew who John Rahm was 10 years ago. Um, obviously, DJ we did, but like the 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 probably right answer is we don't know. The the answer of guys uh, that we do know about would probably be ha- Hovland Morikawa. One of those two. Hovland or Morikawa uh, is probably the answer. Or is, I mean, it could be Zalatoris. I don't know, but but probably probably Hovland or Zalatoris. But the, if you made me bet, it's a guy we don't know yet. In the orange light outlining the bottom half. Okay. Uh, oh, is the orange life light? Okay, got it. So that is. That's just a shelf. The whole thing's just a shelf. So I didn't build anything there. It's just a shelf. That's uh, Sung J M shoe, Benny on shoe, the other set there, Tiger Woods, Jack Nicholas, Michael Scott, Dwight Schrute, Funko Dolls, Roberto Clemente, Joel Embiid, Bobbleheads, picture of my wife and I, a trophy, and more bobbleheads and books up there. That's what that is. And I can change the color, which is always fun because why not? I've answered a lot of these, so we're having fun here. Um, 
Does your site have ra- player round rank? So I was kind of talking about that. So so what I, what I do, I have a showdown cheat sheet, but it updates after round one, after round two, after round three. I can kind of show you this real quick. So I, I, I rarely ever show this because I don't do a lot of showdown content, but this is actually one of the best tools. This and the live leaderboard are just printing people money. Um, hold on, let me give this a refresh real quick. So essentially what it does, and it's kind of, it's kind of brilliant, it's kind of smart, is it looks at the in-game stats by round and it's, it's a lot of data. You should watch the tutorial, but it looks at, uh, it compares it to each golfer's baseline. So it basically says, you know, did this person, uh, I, I don't care if this person lost strokes putting, if they're always losing strokes putting, or I don't care if they, um, lost strokes on approach, if they're always doing that. So it, it looks at an opportunity to find, uh, bounce back candidates, candidates that are going to bounce back to their mean. And it puts them on this nice little chart here and says, Hey, you know, this, you know, this guy could bounce back for the following round because they hit the ball well, but they putted below their baseline, things like that. So I, I need to clean this up. This is a tool that is very data heavy. Um, I, I need to make it a bit more user friendly, but the concept of it and, and I see it in the Slack all, and I don't play a lot of showdown either, but, uh, I see it in the Slack all the time. Guys are taking down showdown slates and all that stuff. And it's, it's pretty awesome. Ever played golf in Scotland? No, I would love that though. Does the website have consistency metrics? No, but I'll look into it. That was kind of where my brain was going during that showdown, that showdown um, conversation. So I'll look into it. Uh, best records in no cut events. Uh, rewind about 30 minutes. I, I covered this. Just curious. How did you get into golf DFS gambling content working for CBS? Seems like you have the life. Yeah, it's pretty sick actually. So um, I was doing the data website on the side uh, of my full-time job. Uh, which was working in databases and working, doing marketing for college and pro sports teams. And I, uh, got to the point where I said, the sites, the sites, the sites, what I want to do, this is what I want to do. And, uh, my wife so graciously allowed me to quit my job and, and do that full time. And then, uh, yeah, I started doing more content. I got hooked up with CBS sports. We had discussions. We d- d- did some pilot episodes to see if it would be a good fit or not. And, uh, turned out to be a great partnership. They, they were on, they were really, what I love about CBS is they were really on the forefront of like when that federal, like, uh, sports gambling law got repealed. Uh, they were like, we're all in on betting. Like we, we see this is the future. We understand what, what people are going to do. We're all in. So I, I love that about them. So I'm, I'm glad to get hooked up with them. What is DJ, uh, JT's projected ownership? I have him at 13%. He's one of the, him and Rory are like the two lowest in the 10K range. What are your thoughts on golf shouts? Like light the candle, get in the hole. These people should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. It's not original. It's not funny. It's more annoying. I it's the worst. It's not it's it's never it's never even evolved. Mashed potatoes was the biggest evolution in like the, it, that's 8 years old. It's just it's stupid. It's terrible. What do you think of this lineup? Uh, I don't want to answer lineup questions. If it works for you, it works for me. Is Xander ever going to win? No, he's never going to win. Yeah, he he's definitely going to win. He's too good. Who hasn't been playing well, but will think you think will this week? Uh, Leishman has caught my attention. He's played better recently, but like a lot of the metrics, if you go back a longer period of time since the restart, are pretty ugly. Um, we're in overtime here. I'm just going to roll through as many of these as possible. Any emphasis on starting position, T position? No, I don't think so. Not here. 
Any love for fairway Jesus, Tommy Fleetwood? Yes, indeed. He's been playing well on the European tour. He's a good ball striker. He plays well on this Florida swing. Joe says, thanks for the help yet again. Already glad I signed up for the site. Thank you, Joe. Much appreciated. Patrick Reeder, Cam Smith uh, in what? Just like a matchup or um, Cam Smith's been good. I'd probably take him. Patrick Reed's just a little bit too volatile. Answer or Palmer when only one can be taken. That sounds like it would be a movie, right? Answer or Palmer. Only one can be taken. Um, man, I like them both. Palmer. Straight up this week. Leishman or Kokrak? Eh, Leishman. I'm a glutton for punishment. Let's do it. Do you ever... Oh my God, Denton. You're insane. From a betting standpoint, do you ever parlay your favorite golfer with NASCAR drivers for the race on Sunday? First of all, first of all okay so he says i played home at 10 to 1 on sunday a one dollar parlay with chris bell paid 603 uh no i've never done that you're sick I, I mean i like it i appreciate it um i couldn't even tell you when the nascar races are but that's fun low price guys to keep an eye on for jock market tonight uh the euros the euros will be overlooked Bezadenhut, um eric van ruin burns wiesberger rasmus hogard they will be overlooked. Who are the fades this week? Uh, JT, if you made me pick. The light is something we taped onto it ourselves. Oh, that is right. My Yeah, that light didn't... Sorry. Maybe I didn't understand the question before. That light is just like a light strip from Amazon that is uh, taped onto the back of that shelf. That is not built in. Sorry. Yes, that's why she's the smart one. Callum's just says anger, which I appreciate. I don't know why, but anger. All right, Ian, it's on, buddy. Uh, green light is the best. Here it is. I can usually do it from here. There we go. Green light's the best. <clears throat> Victor Hovland, top 10. Yes, I actually already bet that. Um, Hovland or Xander in a one and done, I would take Hovland. You can play Xander in more spots. Is it dumb to fade DJ after slipping down the stretch last week? Yes. He, that, that is his floor T eight. Who is Greg's one and done this week? I could text him. I don't think he's the problem. He hasn't. So we've, we've now, we've now are at the point where we are, uh, submitting our one and dones in, in, uh, in, in anonymity. Right, like it's. I I probably won't know until tomorrow, but I can text him. He'll tell me. Um, I do like Jason Day. Is Jason Day a contrarian play this week in DFS? Um, yeah, I actually think he's going to be, and I and I like him. All right, I think that's it. We're basically out of time. Can we get a weekly shot of your pup? Yeah, dude, this dog is like the cutest dog I've ever seen in my entire life. It's actually pretty crazy. All right, that's it. I'm at the end. Guys, much appreciated. Um, little little extra couple of minutes. It has been a crazy week. I appreciate everybody hopping in. Um, on your way out, do me a favor, hit the like button. Join me uh, tonight, 8.15 p.m. Eastern time with Joe Idoni. We're going to do, we're gonna do the, the Jock Market Power Hour. It's going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be a great week. We're going to get a, we're going to get a new course we never get to see. We're probably going to get good camera angles. I'm excited for it. 73 of the best players in the world. It's going to be awesome. Um, yeah, that's basically it. I appreciate everybody coming. Seriously do. Thank you.